0: Welcome to the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to be educated, enlightened, and empowered for success in their business pursuits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Darren you're your host. Thank you for being with me today. I'm sure glad you're here. I'm looking forward to our discussion today, our, our podcast episode. I think we've got a great little topic to discuss. To the, the, hopefully, you've looked at the, the uh, title of our episode and scratch your head and was like, what the heck does he mean by that? And we'll get into that in just a minute. But I do need to say, Danielle is not going to be joining us. When I told her about what I wanted to do for this episode, she texted me back and said, well, I think I'll let you take that one. (laughs) So Danielle, thank you for giving me this chance to uh, talk about this great topic. And before we dive into it, if you haven't had a chance to, please go back and listen to episode 47. Because in that episode, we talk about some things that have changed and things that are different here, the name change, some other things that are going on, the fact that we're profit first professionals, all of those great things that are taking place. And so. Please make sure you go back and listen to that episode. It'll explain some things, help you understand what's going on here at Procenic now instead of Ascent 101. But I do have to say that we do have a presence on Facebook and Instagram. And unfortunately, we are fighting with the powers of Facebook to get our name changed. And they are being a little difficult. And so Facebook, anyone, if you're listening, just make it easy. I mean, my goodness. Uh, but for now, if you want to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, make sure just go, it is Ascent 101. It'll pull up as prosenic. Everything will be there. But you have to you do have to type in Ascent 101. So make sure you do a search that way. And go there, check us out, you know, like our pages. And also please rate and review this podcast. We'd love to know how you're what you're thinking, how we're doing. We'd love to understand what we can be doing better. So Help us out and leave us a comment, leave, give us a rating, leave us a review. It would be very much appreciated. All right. With all that now out of the way, let's dive into our topic today. And if you looked at the title of this episode, you're probably scratching your head going, what the heck? Tax tail wag the dog. What is that all? of? You? What, what is he talking about? And so, yes, we are talking about this concept of don't let the tax tail Wag the dog, and here's what I mean. Simple example: How how many of you, you probably have? If you've got a pet or a dog, you've, everybody's seen a dog, right? Have you ever seen the tail of the dog wagging? The dog, like the dog's moving and the tail standing still. Maybe you have, and if you have, please send me a video. I'd love to see it because that would be really funny. I'd laugh for sure. I'd laugh, but. As we all know, the dog wags the tail. Sometimes that tail gets a whipping and that back, those hindquarters of that dog are just going crazy, but the dog is still wagging the tail. And what I mean by, so what I mean, I guess, by this whole thing of don't let the tax tail wag the dog is the dog is your business. The tax implications of your business is the tail. And we don't want that governing everything that goes on in the business. We don't want it just making, uh, having the business move this way and that way, all because of taxes. Um, In my experience, I've been doing this for a long time, 15, oh man, it's 16, 17 years now. Uh, businesses that are solely focused on, every business that they, decision they make is solely focused on taxes. If that's the only reason they're doing it, They're making poor business decisions, very poor business decisions, because they're letting the tail govern everything about the business. And I have a lot of people that have come to me over the years and said, Hey, Darren, what do I need to do to not pay any taxes? (laughs) Well, don't go into business, I guess, or lose money or something is what I, you know, that's what I wanna say. But what I often respond, is with this I ask them a question I answer their question with a question not fair but it's okay and this is the question I ask you did you go into business to make a ton of money or did you go into business to never pay any taxes which one is it and majority of the time the response is is well god I went into business to make money duh hello well yeah I hope so I hope so and so with that response, I say, okay, now that I understand that, I can answer your next question or the question you you asked me. And your question was, is how do I not pay any taxes? And we, go, we talk about some things. But at the end of the day, if you're making a ton of money and that's your goal in your business, you're going to pay taxes. That is just the reality of our current legal situation. How taxes work in this country. We're in the United States for those that are listening from somewhere else. And I, you know, I don't, I'm assuming that's pretty much the same in other countries could be wrong. I don't know, but if you make money and you show a profit, which what is what we hope to all show is a profit, you're going to pay taxes. It's just the reality of, it. and now with that understanding, the point that needs to be made is that hopefully you want to make profit and also not pay much in taxes. Now that's a different discussion is this idea of, well, I want to make money, but I don't want to pay any more taxes than I have to. Well, I agree. I totally agree with that. And so that's something that I can get on board with. Now, before we get into this whole idea of the tax tail wagging the dog and some different things that I want to talk about. I just want to walk through a simple example of how taxes work, how how this whole calculation of what you owe or your tax liability, how it works. Now, I know this is simple and I, because if it wasn't, boy, oh boy, I think we'd all be asleep. I'd be snoring right now if I had to go into all the nitty gritty of the tax code. It would, well, it would stink. Um So I don't want to do that. I just want to give you a simple example, because once you peel back the onion, the layers of the onion and get to the core of it, it really is this this simple. Um, So how it works is the tax law basically says, okay, you've got your sales, your, your gross income, your revenue, whatever you want. Then you have your deductions. And I use deductions instead of expenses, because there are expenses that are not tax deductible. There's a difference. Most of them are, but there are some that are not. So we, I'm going to use deductions as the, the comment here. So you got your gross revenue, your deductions. And when you take the, your gross revenue, less your deductions, you come up with this idea of net income or taxable net income. That's, that's a very important number because that number is then times by your tax rate. Whatever the law says your tax rate is, take that taxable income number, times it by that rate, and you come up with your tax liability. And that's really, in its simplistic form, that's how taxes work. I know it's simple, but that's how it works. So let's just quick quick numbers to help hopefully those that are still scratching their head maybe understand this a little bit better. Quick numbers here. So gross revenue, $10,000. That's your gross revenue. Then you have your deductions. And in this example, we're going to use 6,000. That's your deductions, what you can deduct from that revenue. So you now have a net income or a taxable net income of 4,000. 10,000 less 6,000 equals 4,000. So now let's go even one more little further. Your tax rate in this example is 30%. So you take that 4,000 times it by your 30%. And that gets you your tax liability, which in this example is twelve hundred dollars. Okay, yeah, I, I know this example is simple. I, I know there's more to the tax code. It is a very complex law set of laws. It's tax code is huge. It's thick. It's nasty. And so I, I get it. And it, it, the tax code dives into all this stuff about you know what is taxable income, what is not, because some things are not. What is deductible expenses, and what is not also even tells you when and how and where you can deduct it and so there is some complexity to the tax code and there's also it can be so nitty-gritty and stupid for example the tax code will tell you that the weight of your vehicle will govern potentially how much of a tax deduction you can get the weight of your vehicle of all things and so It can be that nitty gritty, but it can also be so vague and so silly where you just you're scratching your head going, I don't know what they mean here. I think it's this. And hence the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of court cases. I think you could fill the Library of Congress with all of the tax court cases and all of the rulings that have come from them just because of the vagueness of the tax code or poorly written language or something that was. If you intentionally put in there is what we hear all the time, a loophole. Uh, and so, yeah, I get it. The tax code is very complex. and But I wanted to just make sure that example I gave you just really just simplifies how it really works, really the mathematical factor or the mathematical formula for how you come to your tax liability at the day. Because understanding that will make you better in your decisions when it comes to your business and when it comes to taxes. Now, I get a lot of questions, not just, you know, how do I not pay any taxes? I also get questions of what do I need to spend my money on this year so I don't pay taxes? It's another interesting question for me. And so, again, hence the reason I went through that example. And so let me, let's me let go back to that example real quickly. And let me give you another example and, and to illustrate this question and why I struggle with this question. And why when we go into the four things that I want to talk about, these four strategies to help us all avoid the tax tail wagging the dog, um, why they're so important. But let's go back to our example again. Remember, our example was $10,000 of revenue, $4,000 or excuse me, $6,000 tax deductible expenses, $4,000 of net taxable income, 30% tax rate which resulted in a $1,200 tax liability. So somebody comes to me and says, what can I spend my money? And I got to spend my money. I don't want to pay taxes. You're telling me, oh, I owe $1,200. So I'm going to go out and spend $1,000 and that's going to lower my taxes. Okay, well, let's walk through that. So again, let's use the same example and we'll just change it a little bit. $10,000, same revenue. Expenses now go from six to seven because we spent $1,000. So now our net taxable income is now $3,000, $1,000 less than it was before. Same tax rate, 30%. Tax liability is now $900. See, that's what gets people is they think I spend a thousand, I'm going to save exactly a thousand dollars in taxes. That is not true. Now, there are some tax credits that do work that way, but they're not, you know, again, you don't spend a thousand dollars and you get a thousand dollar credit. Generally, there's a formula to come up with your credit number. Uh, and so it, it's not exactly that clean. Of course, nothing in the tax law is ever that clean. And so, just again, back to our example, you spent $1,000 to save 300 And so, yeah, your tax liability is $900, but total cash out, like think of it this way total cash out is you now write a check for $900 for your taxes. You spent $1,000 on something, I don't know what, something. And now it's your total cash outlay is $1,900, whereas before it was only $1,200. The, just the tax liability is $1,200. So it costs $700 more in cash to save $300 in taxes. That is an example of the tax tail wagging the dog right there. That's what I mean by that. That's what I'm trying to get at. Let's avoid that. The reason why is most of the time that expense doesn't really help the business. It's not beneficial in any way. And so it was, it's really a waste of money. Now, let's talk about some strategies that we can all use to avoid this scenario right here that I'm talking about, this tax tail wagging the dog scenario. Now, I'm not going to get into nitty-gritty, complicated tax strategies that you need to do this and spend money here, go and set up this entity, because that doesn't work for everyone. I'm sorry. there's Everybody's situation is unique, and I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to say what expenses are deductible, which ones are not. That's not what, that's not what I'm here for today. Maybe another time I'll get into some of that, but not today. Today, I want to focus on four strategies that we can all use to make sure that, we are avoiding the tax tail wagging the dog. All right, let's so let's go into these tax strategies. Let's start with number one. And I call it planning. And it might might not make sense that I gave it that title. But here's what I is planning. In my mind, is means means working with a tax professional, someone that can help you plan and prepare for your taxes, and also help you plan and prepare to be successful in your business. That's what I mean by this number one being planning. You want to work with a tax professional that not only is dedicated to helping you lower your tax liability to the smallest it should be, but is also dedicated to helping you be successful in your business. They're taking a holistic approach to your business. They're not just telling you Spend money to save taxes. I've had a client years ago, I had a client come to me and I was talking to him, new to me. And I said, What's the reason for the change? And he said, Well, my last tax person told me I owed $100,000 in taxes and I needed to spend $250,000, $300,000 to lower that down. So I did. And now I spent all that money through loans and cash out the door, whatever. Now, I didn't pay any taxes, which is great, but I have all the stuff I'm not using. It was a waste of money, a waste of money. And I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that I'm making good business decisions as well as good tax decisions. And so that's what I mean. Find a professional that can help you look at the whole picture. Don't have one that is just solely focused. I'm going to save you taxes. That's my job. And I don't care what it means to your business. I'm going to help you save taxes. And so make sure you avoid that and find someone that's going to help you look at your whole business, help you be successful as an entrepreneur, help your business be successful. So that's one plan. Number two, here's what I, what I want to talk about for number two, goals. And what I mean by that is making sure that you have established and created goals for your business, what you want to accomplish one year from now, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, whatever it may be. Have those goals. Know what you want to do. Know where you want to go with your business. And then make sure, this is important, make sure you communicate those goals with your professionals, not just your tax professional, but with all your professionals. Let them help you achieve your goals, what you're trying to accomplish. And then that way, they can develop strategies that are unique and specific for your situation and your goals, what you're trying to accomplish. because everybody's goals are different. For instance, if you came to me and said in the next five to 10 years, you're hoping to sell your business, then we're going to make sure that we're showing a profit. That's what I want to help you get because the more profit we show, the more valuable your business is going to be to someone who wants to buy it because they're buying it to buy a business that's profitable. They're not buying a business to look at Oh, you've lost money every year. Oh, you've never paid taxes in ever. Oh, okay. But that's not why I'm buying the business. I want to make money. And so that I would approach that with a different strategy than I would with somebody that's maybe that's not their goal and we do different things. And so make sure, cause I had a client that did that. They were always showing losses on their business and they had somebody come to them and say, I really want to buy your business. Let me look at your financials. Well, they looked at their Financial statements, balance sheet, profit and loss statement, all those yucky statements nobody really wants to deal with, and their tax return. They looked at those and they said, you're not making any money. Why would I buy this business? It's always showed a loss. And they're like, oh, well, it is profitable. And that's how they pitched, oh, we make so much money. Well, and they're like, but your financial records show something completely different. And so that person didn't buy the business. They had someone else eventually come in, but over the years, they had to show profit. You had to pay some taxes, but then they sold the business and made some great money when they sold the business. So again, just different, different strategies for different goals. You got to know those goals, you got to communicate them and make sure your professionals understand them. So that's number two goals. Number three, I call it the double impact rule. Make sure that as you have expenses, as you're trying to lower your tax liability, anything you do work requires either you spending money, cash. Cash is king. Always keep that in mind. Or you're getting a loan to do it. There is, there's two reasons for it. One, a tax reason. And two, some sort of business or uh, retirement savings reason. There's got to be two reasons, not just a tax reason. I, I really struggle with people that come to me and say, I just I need to spend money to save taxes. What do I need to spend my money on? Well, I'm I'm gonna say something and it's gonna offend some people, but it is what it is. And sorry if it offends you. If and I please listen to this because this is important. If you're spending money with the sole purpose of saving taxes, that is stupid. It's stupid. I said it. It's stupid. It makes no sense. No sense. Go back to our example that we talked about. Spending a thousand dollars to save. Three hundred dollars in taxes. Cash cost was nineteen hundred when it could have been just twelve hundred if you'd have paid the tax. So that's what I mean. It's stupid. Make sure. And sorry if I offended you. I just, I, I'm just being blunt. I'm being honest with you. That it is. It's not smart. Make sure you have two reasons: tax, some sort of business reason. Whether that's improving your business in sales, efficiency, lowering cost improving company culture, i.e. bonuses, benefit programs for employees, whatever those might look like, have a second reason for doing it. Make sure it's, it's a smart business decision as well as a smart tax decision, both. Or, you know, it could be more personal and, you know, you want some retirement. Again, another great reason. Spend some money, put it into a retirement account if it's one of those ones that is a tax current tax advantage retirement account, like an IRA or something, then 401k, something like that. Yeah, I those are great ideas, great smart things to do. Two reasons though, two reasons. So keep that in mind. Number three, double impact. Every dis- business decision related to taxes better also have some sort of business purpose that's going to help your business in some way. So double impact, that's number three. Number four, and this is, this is a hard one for people because they feel like maybe they're losing, but they're not. Uh, it's important. Uh, number four is pay as you go. And what I mean by that is making sure that you have money set aside and that you're making estimated tax payments throughout the year. Now you might say, well, that defeats the purpose, Darren. I, I don't want to pay taxes. Well, let's go back to the first question and how I answered the first question. You never want to pay taxes Or do you want to make a ton of money? What was, what is it? What is it? I've never yet seen a scenario where a ton of money comes in and nobody ever pays taxes. Now I've, yes, I've heard the stories. My brother and uncle's puppies, grandfathers, aunts, whatever, makes $3 million a year and they never pay taxes. Well, okay. But I'm telling you, it's not true. It's not. And so this pay-as-you-go strategy is important because the idea is, is to make sure you're paying the least amount possible. That's the idea. That's the goal. But you're paying it in chunks throughout the year. And you're working, again, with number one, working with a tax professional. You're planning. You're strategizing. You're working to mitigate and lower your tax liability. But hopefully, they're helping you pay in throughout the year. So when tax time comes, tax return time, everybody's favorite time of the year, Woohoo! yay. When that shows up, you're not going, ah. Oh, I got to pay that much in taxes? I can't do that. I, have, I don't have the money. That's what I mean. I, I want you to avoid that. And so pay as you go. And that's one of the things, we, you know, we talked about us being profit first professionals. One of the things that really attracted me in particular to this, becoming a profit first professional, and Danielle as well, is this idea, this, this cash management uh, process that they have There is a specific amount set aside every month for taxes. Every month, a certain amount of your revenue is set aside for taxes. I love that because you're planning, you've got it set aside, and it's going into a different bank account, one that you don't touch until you actually have to write the check. I love that because it means that it's being planned for and taken care of throughout the year. And and it's, it's, it's meaning that you're making better business decisions with the extra money you have, and not spending this money on on stuff that that's not going to help your business be successful, it may lower your taxes, but it's not going to help your business be successful. I so I love that. I love that concept, and I really love. I've done this with clients prior to being a profit first professional. That you know, entrepreneurs come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm ready for taxes. What should I set aside?" And we talk, and we come up with a number, and they set it aside. And they've been paying estimates throughout the year. And they still have some money in this bank account ready to go. And tax time comes. And I love the conversation when I say, hey, guess what? I I think we got a little lower than we thought. And here's what it is. And they're just, oh, that's awesome. Man, that's more. That's a lot less than I thought. And and we've got more in the account than we need to. Great. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's really good. And they're, they're, they're just so excited because they've already got the money. They're like, well, I don't like to pay it, but I'm glad I got the money. And they're like, well, that extra, maybe we'll, that's our little treat to ourselves or a bonus or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, you, hey whatever you want to do, that's great. And more often than not, they're like, well, maybe we'll just take a bonus the next time we put some money into this account and we'll just keep this one here. And then that way we just, we know we've got it. And so I, th- those are the good conversations. Yeah. They're, they're still paying tax, but they've got the money set aside and we've worked really hard. We've planned, we have strategized, we've done some things to get that number as low as we can. Now they're making decisions that are good for their business, not just this, I hate taxes. I don't want to ever pay. What do I got to do? Oh, my gosh, Darren, the government's the most evil thing in the world. Ah, You know, so (laughs) sorry. Uh, Did I scare anybody? Hope not. But we're avoiding that. And we're having business conversations. We're having strategy meetings. We're doing things to make them more profitable as well as mitigating their taxes. So that's why these four, four things works for everyone. Plan. So work with a professional. Plan. Work through your scenarios. Work through what your current situation is. Work with someone that takes a holistic approach that's concerned about your profits as well as your taxes. Number two, make sure you have goals and are communicating those goals with your professional. Number three, The double impact rule, make sure you are using both a business purpose and a tax purpose for your decision-making when it comes to tax liability and lowering your taxes. Got to have both or else it just doesn't make sense. What did I say before it was? Stupid. Because it is. Number four, make sure you're paying as you go. It'll make your life so much be easier. You'll be planning. As you do these things, these four things, you will be making better business decisions. You will be better prepared for taxes. You will be having professionals on your side working with you to lower your liability. That should be the goal. Get that liability as low as it can go, like limbo, as low as I can go, right? Which I can't go very low in limbo. But <laughs> With taxes, get it as low as you can without jeopardizing your business growth, success, strategy, goals, whatever. get it as low as you can and go and go. And I would throw in another one. number five is get rid of the one-year blinder mentality. Uh, so often everybody's the decisions are one year, just this blinder right I, I can't see past next year so get rid of that mentality. think. Years out, a lot of times the strategies we come up with, with as tax professionals, may not be a huge impact in the first year or the second year, but in the third, fourth, fifth year, they will. So again, make sure you get rid of that one-year blinder focus. And so I would throw that out as a bonus. A number five is is have a, a multi-year uh, viewpoint on all of this, and and you will find to, it to be successful. Well, everyone, I, this has been a lot. You've been drinking from the fire hose. Uh, I'm sorry if I got in my soapbox a little bit here. I hope I didn't bore the heck out of you. you no know, taxes are not everybody's favorite thing. It's not my favorite thing. I frankly hate them. I really do. I hate them. I hate the stupidity, the complexity of the tax law. I, I, it's just it's it's silly to me. So many of the things that I read, just I scratch my head, and it's silly. But What we have, and so we deal with it. Um, I know it's not your most favorite topic, but hopefully, these four things and that fifth one I threw out there that we've talked about will help you avoid the tax tail wagging your business talk. That's what my hope is. So, make sure you implement these five strategies. And just before we go, I wanted to say this I have looked at this, I've done some different scenarios uh, that I've put together outlining kind of this discussion of why spending money just to save taxes is beyond silly. It's, as I said earlier, kind of well, you, you got the point I've done, I've put some scenarios together. I don't want to go through them. I don't want to bore you anymore, but what I am going to tell you to do is go check out our website at www.posenic.com. I'm going to put a link in the podcast show notes. So go to that link and find it. It'll take you to where I'm going to post these in our blog. These different scenarios, and it's going to walk you through a scenario where a company just pays the tax that they pay, doesn't spend any money just to save taxes. And then I have another scenario, number two, that in that scenario the company does spend money just to save taxes. And a, a third scenario, and that's cash. They write all, they spend it all in cash. They have the cash and they spend it. The, the third uh, scenario is one where instead of paying the cash, they get a loan for it. And I run this, these, all three of these scenarios out six years, and it'll surprise you. And, I, and what I'm looking at is cash impact. And I want you to look at that and see which one is better off. I want you to go check it out. Let me give you a hint it's not two and three, those that spent money to save taxes. It's not them. Cash wise, they're worse off. And so I want you to, if you're interested, check out that link. It'll be in our podcast show notes. So make sure you go there and look at it i don't want to go through it here boring 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 you know so i don't want to do that But go check it out all right everyone that wraps it up for this episode danielle you missed a fun one this was awesome i wish you could have been here we'll catch you on the next one hey everyone if you have got a question please be sure to send us a message go to our our instagram the facebook page send us a direct message we want to hear from you we want to hear what you've got to say. If there's something you want to hear in our podcast, send it to us in that way, and we will get it on the show somehow. Also, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to share your story, you, you've heard our This Is Their Story segment, and you want to be one of them, let us know. We'd love to have you. We want to hear your story. Your story could help someone else. So again, send us a direct message. We'll put our We'll get our people on it. And you'll hear from us and we'd love to have you on the show. So make sure you check it out and send us, send us that through direct message on Instagram or Facebook, either one will work. Any other things, questions again, Facebook, Instagram, we've got a lot going on there. Also rate and review the podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, we'd love to hear what you got to say. It really helps us out. Well, everyone until next time, we wish you all the success possible in your entrepreneurial journey.